Hello and welcome to the Horsefulness Training Podcast. My name is Karin van den Borre. I'm a professional horse trainer and instructor. I'm the founder of Horsefulness Training and creator of the online Horsefulness Training programs. In this fourth episode of the Horsefulness Training Podcast, I'm going to talk about five main causes why horses lose their joy and become fearful or stressed or resistant during their training. So, if you are experiencing problems with your horse at the moment, or you want to prevent having problems, I'm sure that this episode will be valuable to you. Are you ready? Now, before we start to investigate the five main causes why horses lose their joy and become fearful or stressed or resistant during training, we have to briefly pause at a fact, which is commonly overlooked because of our own goals. This fact is that horses are such sensitive animals and all they really want as a social and emotional being is to preserve harmony in their herd, but also in the interaction with their human. They want to feel safe, they want to feel calm, also in the human world. And that's why they will always try their best to understand you, to cooperate with you and to communicate what they need to feel calm, to feel connected and to be happy. Unfortunately, I see a lot of horses who have lost their joy, who became fearful, uh, who are unconfident, uh, unmotivated or resistant during training and in this podcast I want to give you five main causes for that. Okay so the first one is without any doubt not having a strong connection or a good deep connection with your horse. Because think about it, do you think it's normal that if your horse doesn't like you, if your horse doesn't trust you, if your horse doesn't feel a strong bond with you, that it will feel happy and content to be trained by you. That it will be happy to work together with you. Of course not, you know, that's logical. So the relationship with your horse is really the foundation on which all the rest is built. A deep connection is can grow by developing a clear communication and liberty, by bonding naturally in the way horses also bond with each other, by learning how to interact with your horse in the way horses interact in the herd. So that is something you really have to uh, take your time for. And in Liberty you don't, uh, or you, you, you are not only developing a true connection, but you also learn so many valuable skills that you can take with you when you start other training. So in my opinion, Everybody should do liberty before doing something else that really uh, helps you to train your horse and to be successful in it. Another reason that causes so-called difficult or problematic horses is not enough training skills or knowledge about horse training in general. So not knowing what to do, why you train something when to do it and how to teach a horse new skills or exercises. And for example, how do you use your body? So how do you communicate with your body? What are the correct aids to give? 
when are you going to give those aids? When and how should you reward or praise your horse? Um, but also, um, how long do you continue? You know, how long do you practice before you, you give your horse a break? And very important, how do you see that your horse needs a break, etc. And I want to tell you a story to uh, show you the importance of this, okay? Because a few years ago, I was teaching a young woman, let's call her Jane, and her Arabian mare. Now, this mare had an abusive past, and when Jane worked with her in Liberty, all went fine. All went very good. But the problem started from the moment the mare was put a halter on. So probably she was abused with a halter on. Um, and by the, time, by the time Jane came to me for lessons, the mare strongly pulled back or started running in circles when Jane tried to lead her with the halter and with the lead rope, of course. Now, the reaction of Jane was to pull on the head of the mare, pull very hard in an attempt to calm her down and to stop her from pulling and running around. So I explained to Jane that pulling her mare's head would only make it worse because it frightened her. And it made her pull back even more because the mare would fight against the pressure. I also explained why horses do that and how horses calm down by using calming body movements and calming body posture, just like she did when she worked with her at Liberty. And she tried what I showed her. And at the end of the lesson, her mare calmly followed her through the arena. Now, what a difference that was. Jane cried out of relief while her horse stood quietly beside her and putting her nose on Jane's shoulder. This was the first time this happened when she had her horse on a halter. Before it was always a fight. Now this horse was putting her nose on her shoulder. So it was a moment of true connection. And just because Jane finally understood the reason behind the pulling and the running of her mare. And she also understood that it got worse and worse because of her own reaction to this. So it was her lack of training skills that caused all these problems. Jane just didn't know that pulling on a horse uh, is not good and that she was teaching her horse to pull even harder and harder. So knowing this and changing her body language and learning how to give correct aids through the halter and the lead rope and knowing when to give those aids, finally her horse could calm down and her horse could start trusting Jane during groundwork. Now, luckily Jane asked for advice because not everybody does this. In fact, lots of people don't do that. Uh, they keep trying on their own and of course, you know, that's okay. Um, but it can only work training your horse alone without someone to help you, a professional. This can only work if you have enough skills and knowledge already. So if you know what to do and if you know why to do it and when to do it and how to do it. Okay, because if someone does not have that experience or the horse is very challenging, uh, you know, this can create problems in the relationship and training of their horse. And then their horse can start to become distrustful or dangerous and dangerous, I mean, and all sorts of behavior problems can start to occur. And once such a problem is there, it really takes knowledge and excellent training skills to solve it. So my advice is always don't let it come that far. 
set yourself and your horse up for success from the moment you meet each other and start your life together. And if nevertheless you end up in a stressful situation with your horse, you have to know that you can always do something about it. Just ask a professional to help you. It's never too late. Okay, so um, now I want to talk to you about a third cause uh, for problems during training. What happens quite often, and that is assuming because a horse is born in the human world, it automatically understands human wishes. You have to know that in every domesticated horse, there still lives a wild horse that doesn't automatically understand what the human world is about. Let's take the example of the fact that a horse is a prey animal. And yes, they are born in the human world, in a safe box or in a field where there will never be predators who will chase them and eat them. But still, in some situations, they can react to danger as a prey animal does. And that is fleeing when they sense danger. Also, think about trailer loading. Because they are a prey animal, they are afraid of being locked up in a small space like a trailer. Because, you know, if they are in the trailer, they can't run if they want to. So they really need to learn, step by step, that it's okay to be in a trailer. That this is nothing to be afraid of. However, there are so many horses who are being labeled as unwilling or uh, stubborn because they refuse to be trailer loaded. But in reality, this horse is not unwilling, it's not stubborn, it's just, yeah, it's afraid or it just doesn't know what is being asked or, or um, expected. And their humans didn't take the time to practice it. They just assumed that the horse would go in, that it really happens a lot, that they just assume, okay, my horse is physically capable of stepping into the trailer I'm asking it to do it, so the horse will do it, or the horse has to do it. And this still happens a lot. And it's the same with other human wishes too. And think about haltering the horse. A horse really needs to learn this. About leading the horse, lunging a horse, treatments by the vet, the dentist, the hoof trimmer, saddling a horse. There are even people who think that riding a horse don't need a lot of preparation. So luckily, we can help these horses. We can help these horses to understand these human wishes and we can prepare the horse for all these things by working in liberty and doing correct groundwork. So you can prevent problems by preparing your horse, okay? Preparing in the correct way. There is also a fourth cause that horses become unhappy. And that is underestimating the role of mindset and self-awareness. You know, I had once a client, I'm going to call him Joe, who said his horse was never playful during training. So Joe said, I don't like training this mare anymore. She's just not fun to work with and she doesn't show any interest. I am thinking about selling her. Now, I noticed that Joe never laughed or smiled himself. He was always a very, very serious. So when Joe said, you know, I'm thinking about selling her, I asked him, how do you feel in life? What, what are the things that give you joy in your life? 
and it was strange, but he couldn't answer the question. So it was like joy. He had Joe. I mean, he didn't have joy in his own life. He couldn't answer the question. What made him feel joyful? So I explained to him that horses are very sensitive to energy and emotions. So and it seemed like Joe was a bit, you know, depressed, feeling down a lot. And I said to him, horses feel that, they are sensitive to it. And I said, when horses, or when one horse, for example, starts to play, other horses often start playing as well. I'm sure you are, you, you've seen this before too, because playful energy is very catching. You know, it's contagious. And more important to know, playing is the brain's favorite way of learning. I'm going to repeat this. Never forget this, playing is the brain's favorite way of learning. This is like this for humans, for dogs, for every animal, for horses too. So if a horse is not motivated to learn, then it's possible that this is because things are too serious. You know, there's no playful energy in, at all. There's no fun in it. And Joe looked at me very, very serious, like, you know, he didn't understand what I meant. So I showed him what I meant and the horse, little by little, started to become more alive, more interested, more playful also. And then Joe tried the same. And in the beginning it went well, but, you know, after a while his mare was looking uninterested and unmotivated again. And I said to Joe, you know, to get the best out of your horse, you should first get the best out of yourself. Now, not everybody would take this kind of advice and do something with it. Most of the people would maybe say, okay, what are you telling me? You're telling me that I, you know, I'm not doing it well or I'm not working on myself and it would feel personal attack. But, you know, the weeks and the months passed and Joe came, went home. And I thought, you know, I'm not going to hear anything from Joe again. I was sure he was already selling his mare or he sold his mare already. So how big was my surprise when more than one year later, I received an email from him telling me that everything went well with his horse and himself. So he told me he took my advice. He worked on his own mindset and his own happiness and was now ready to start taking lessons again. And when I saw Joe and his mare again, he looked much happier and his mare as well. So why did I tell you this story? I told you this story to make clear that self-awareness and mindfulness is very important. When you work with your horse, think about it. Think about your feelings. Are you aware of how you're feeling? What and how are you thinking? Can you be present in the moment? Are you connected to yourself? How are you breathing? That's also a very important one. Are you aware of your breathing? What about your muscles and your movements? Are they soft or are they tensed? Can you generate the energy inside yourself that you would like to see in your horse? Like in the case with Joe. Joe, do you... He, he, he had to learn how to generate that playful, happy energy inside himself 
so his horse could feel and sense that and can also, you know, generate that energy in herself. All this has a major influence on your horse. When you're together with your horse, you're a herd of two and you influence each other. You're always exchanging energy and emotions. So when you become more mindful and when you develop more self-awareness and body awareness, you will start to see how you are influencing your horse. And because of that, you will be able to transform the things inside of you that needs transformation. So mindfulness and self-awareness will always have a positive influence on how you train your horse and how your horse feels. Okay, let's go to the fifth cause for problems during training and that is working from the head and not enough from the heart. When someone trains from the head, he's training too technical. The trainer follows a certain training method in most cases, a very strict and non-dynamic training method. He knows exactly what to do, how to do it, when to do it within this referral framework. Now, because a trainer is too much into this technical aspect of the training, he's most of the time focusing on the correct movements, the correct responses and the correct results. Now, for a horse, I can tell you, if it would be you, if you would be the horse, this would feel very cold and very unpleasant. Because for humans it's also like that, you know. If in school the teacher only focuses on uh, you doing it right and giving the correct responses and giving correct results on your tests, school would be very stressful, okay. It also has, you also have to be able to build a bond with your teacher and there must be humor in it. And you have to be, uh, you have to feel safe to be able to make mistakes without being punished, without being, uh, you know, named for it. So for a horse, this also feels very cold and very unpleasant. And the trainer doesn't feel towards the horse anymore, towards the inner being of the horse anymore. So there can't be a real connection. And this kind of trainers often also don't take the time to develop a true connection before they train their horse or to uh, work on the connection uh, during their training because they all they, they want results. They want um, yeah good results. But you know, a true connection, I told you already, is needed if you want the training also to be successful. So trainers who only work from the head and not enough from the heart they, yeah, they, they are less successful and they often use coercive techniques as well. And this is because they are insensitive in a way to what their heart is telling. Because, you know, if you really work with your heart, you will feel it when your horse has an, is in pain or in doubt or, you know, is not so happy. And those trainers, they don't see or feel that pain, that physical or that emotional pain that the horse goes through when it's forced. And why don't they see it? Because horses always try their best to keep the harmony. Most of them will do everything their human ask, but they are not truly connected always because they don't feel a true and warm interaction if the human only works from the head. 
and slowly but surely the light and their eyes fades away. You know, after a while, these horses do everything that is asked without ever saying no. They don't initiate things anymore. They don't give their opinion, so they, are, they don't dare to say no. They only do what they are told, and that's it. And for a lot of people, those horses look calm, they look obedient, you know. I don't like the word obedient in my training, I never use it. I don't like horses being obedient, but a lot of trainers do. And, you know, they say, okay, the horse is calm, the horse is obedient, but in reality, this is not calmness. It's kind of a shut down state of being. So, and that is not where you want to go. You want your horse to, um, to interact with you, to, to give you his opinion, to, to um, dare to say no, to dare to be kind of a little, you know, um, challenge you in a way. But also to like to play with you, to work together with you, to do things together and not to be just calm like a robot away kind of obedience. Okay, so working from the head is also a very important cause of problems with horses. Okay, so these were five main causes that I've seen throughout my career that make horses start to feel unhappy. They lose their joy, they become tensed or stressed, or they are just yeah, unmotivated, sometimes resistant in their interaction with a human. And some horses even become dangerous. And that's when people decide to retire their horse, you know, just let them in the field and we're not going to ask him something and then he's okay, you know. But that's, that's really also not so good for the horse because the horses need, you know, an interesting life to stay happy. Some people also, uh, you know, keep trying year after year after year without finding a true solution and then feeling sad because their dream horse didn't turn out to be, yeah, a, a dream horse after all. But, you know, just ask for advice and, and ask professional help if you recognize this. It's also very sad that a lot of horses are being sold sometimes, multiple times in their lives, in their lives or even worse. They are brought to the slaughterhouse while, you know, all they were doing was trying hard to communicate with their human, telling them, I don't understand, you know, help me here. I feel angry. I feel frustrated. I'm anxious. Help me. Now, those were the dark clouds, I know, but fortunately, there's also a happy part. The happy part is you have the ability to give your horse what it needs to feel happy in the human world, to understand the human world also. You are capable of overcoming your own fears and insecurities that hold you back from being the best possible trainer you can be for your horse. Because I am convinced and I see it in all, yeah, in my students, I am really convinced that everybody can train their horse successfully. You too can really make a difference in your horse's life. And I know maybe you're thinking, yeah, yeah, you know, that's great for you or for others maybe who are gifted. But I don't believe I'll ever be able to train my horse or to overcome the problems I'm facing. Or some might say, yeah, yeah, but my horse is different. My horse is really a difficult horse and liberty or groundwork is not going to help. And I don't think anything will. Well, my answer is that every problem can be solved and everybody, everybody can be a good trainer for his horse. 
And maybe you think you can't because you're not a professional, but hey, you don't have to be the world's greatest. As long as you get the right guidance and you're not afraid to ask for help, and as long as you can follow a logical step-by-step approach and respectful system and a respectful way of being and training your horse, many great things are possible and my students are proving me this every day. Okay, so I hope this was all very valuable for you. I'm going to leave you here, but before I go, I want to invite you to leave your comments or post your questions. Because did you recognize yourself in one or more of the five causes we discussed in this podcast? Just let me know and post your comments and questions on my blog. I'll be reading and answer, answering each one of them personally. So I want to thank you for listening and I encourage you to subscribe on iTunes or your favorite service and please leave your comments and reviews. I'm going to leave you here and don't forget... Care for your horse, connect with your horse and make a difference in your horse's life. Because your horse only lives once and you're the one who can make sure it's worth it.